Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. I'm, I'm happy. I just finished picking all the weeds. It took a week uh, to pick all the weeds from my Animal Crossing yeah, island. Yeah, my island was disgusting. I had cockroaches. Oh, yeah. I had I had all kinds of things. Uh, seasonal weeds, I might add. I didn't realize that they they've changed yeah, they things changed. up so much. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's truly magical that place. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about. Actually, you know what? Let's just talk about Animal Crossing now. We yeah. might as well. Uh, both you and I are back into Animal Crossing New Horizons because. They have a Halloween update, and honestly, Halloween updates to games are right up there with Christmas updates. Like they're the two, they're my two favorite things to do in uh, in the just gaming universe in general. I love when games theme for Halloween. So yeah, I I jumped back in because this is one much more so than the um, the wedding one, like the wedding event. I just really wasn't down for in June, and then there was like. You could go swimming and collect shells and stuff in the summer event. But like all of that stuff was kind of meh. And so now we're in Halloween and I'm just like, yes, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to go back in every day. And honestly, my island was a mess. Not only was my island a mess, my villagers were a mess. I literally <laughs> went and talked to my favorite villager who's like my bestie. He calls me Burrito because he just loves food. And so he nicknamed me Burrito. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Let's do this. So... He literally, he saw me and I went and talked to him and he was like, oh, burrito, you've been gone for so long and I thought you were never coming back. And he started crying, <laughs> like oh, no. full on, like head back, like gushing tears everywhere. I was like, oh, it's okay. I'm back, Philbert. And his name is Philbert. So, you know, <laughs> poor guy. I mean, yeah, the poor little guy. I felt so terrible. And I was like, they do this on purpose. <laughs> they do. I, I, you know, if this were a, f and, and Nintendo does have a free to play Animal Crossing game, and I don't know if they if they have the same mechanics there, but it, but it really feels like Animal Crossing is this free freemium game with everything designed to bring you back. But yeah, but it's it's all it's all it's literally all free. So if you leave for three months and come back, and they guilt you about leaving, there's no benefit to Nintendo of you playing it every day. It's the same to yeah, them. Yeah, you've already paid for it. Yeah, yeah. but and, and there's they no make paid you feel updates. so bad. <laughs> yeah, my my villagers. See, I don't. I haven't played as much as most folks, so I don't think my villagers care about me. <laughs> they're not as attached to you. <laughs> yeah, they're not as, like they were like, oh, you've been gone for two months. That's weird. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and I think one of them who maybe likes me a little bit more was like, have you just been on a different part of the island? And I'm, hey, look. <laughs> I know it's tough to get to the eastern part of the island. There's a one-way bridge. It gets congested after 2 p.m. It's not that hard to just come visit. Just just come before 2 p.m. Um, it's it's just this game is is just so delightful. I mean, these last few weeks have been just really go 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 go. And and even playing video games. Um, some of the video games. Uh, one of the video games we're gonna, we're gonna talk about tonight. You'd think it'd be like yeah, I'm gonna sit back and relax and just you know try to play super mario brothers over and over again <laughs> until i win and then yeah, i play this is actually a very nintendo heavy uh what we've been playing episode i don't think we've had one of those in a while <laughs> no but it, it's totally worth it because i i feel like as i've been playing games um another game i'm playing i'm probably going to talk about next week is is hades 
on PC. And again, it's one of those where I don't know if you can relax playing that game because it's just so go, 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 go. And then you die and you just realize you haven't been breathing um, for the last like couple of runs. And it's like, oh, okay, I better stand up and walk around. But playing Animal Crossing, it's just so relaxing. And it's exactly what I've needed once the kids go down, you know, put the kids to bed. Uh, Isabel gets down and it's like, all right, I'm just going to go zone out and pull weeds and talk to villagers. <laughs> and I did a fishing, little fishing gig with CJ. Oh, the little fishing, yep. Yeah, it was Derby nice. Derby or whatever, yeah. I, I couldn't catch five in a row for the life of me. It took a while to actually Aww. get it. But um, it's just, it's so relaxing. And, and we're in prime time now. Like, we have Halloween now. Christmas and I mean Thanksgiving is coming in November and I mean it'll be like celebrating a month late but um, yeah maybe I no- think that's the reason why I never get invested yeah. in the uh, uh the Thanksgiving things that they do in gaming is because it's usually based around the U.S. and I'm just like I did this like four weeks ago what's wrong with you <laughs> like yeah. more than that actually because I guess they're about six weeks ahead of us because ours is at the beginning of October and theirs is at the end of November and I'm just like why they're just <laughs> This, it, this is christmas time now thanksgiving you belong in october get out of here <laughs> yeah it's it's a little odd and but it's also odd to say like thanksgiving is this weekend but maybe in november yeah. <laughs> if we actually celebrated thanksgiving in november we'd actually be able to get together with family and uh, oh no <laughs> but uh i think that when you when you look at these updates coming up and christmas when when you're saying halloween i, I agree like i'm gonna get all the items i'm actually learning the tricks even us talking pre-show where we constantly say this is show talk i'm gonna bring one of those up <laughs> was you know, you, you do your, you, you talk to the villagers. There's one villager that'll give you a, a DIY. See, I didn't know that. So that's a thing. Uh, yeah, no, that's how, that's how I've been doing. Uh, that's how I've been getting my recipes is so that every day, uh, even not during the Halloween update, every day there's one villager in your town that'll just be in their house all day making something. And mm. you can just go in and talk to them and it's the same every day. And then if you go and visit a friend's island, you can get their DIY recipe as well. So that's basically the fastest way for you to collect them. Plus the one that usually washes up on the beach. So you can get multiple DIYs in a day, uh, depending on how many of your friends you go and visit. Well, during the Halloween update, and I don't know if there's like one DIY available per day or if it's random. But if you were to, like, go visit other people's islands, you could get those DIYs as well. So you can at least go and talk to your villager and uh, and get one recipe per day that way. The The recipes that I've been finding washed up on the beach are still the, like, base DIY recipes. I think I got the log bed today or something. And I'm like, ugh, it's Halloween. Why are you not giving me special things? <laughs> at least make it orange. Come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I have to go into the into the houses, invade their privacy. Yeah, into the houses. Yeah. When when their little window thing is open. Yeah. Okay. So I will I will have to do that because I I think I've been finding them randomly. I've been buying the item every day in Nook Shop. Luckily, I don't have to compete with anybody within the household, uh, so I could just kind of go buy the item and and not have to worry about that. And I've gotten like an arch and also like a, I think a, a jack-o'-lantern sort of setup with a hay bale. And then I've put like another oh, jack-o'-lantern nice. on top of the hay bale. So that's been been really good. I actually posted a photo on Twitter um, of my pumpkin patch. So I've got one of those going. So I'm. I did see that you're ahead of me. My pumpkins are gonna sprout tomorrow. So right. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what colors I get because that's the other thing you can get different colors of pumpkins like you get different colors of flowers 
but you don't know until it grows and you can't do any of the crossbreeding. Mm, so yeah. it's just totally random. Uh, but is... then you can use the different colors of pumpkins to get the different colors of like the archway and the, and the stack and all that kind of stuff, which oh. I thought was kind of cool. What? You blow my mind. So, oh, can... sorry. Yeah. So you can use any color of pumpkin to create the recipes that you get in your DIY recipes. So if you get like DIY stack of pumpkins, you can use like seven white ones instead of seven orange ones. And then you get like a black and white stack of pumpkins. Okay. Wow. Uh, so I need to get more pumpkins and I need to, I need to build some, some, some set decoration. I was running around talking to my villagers and, and this is one of my favorite things about the game is that I feel like since I've been playing since March and I talked to the villagers, and I'm not playing as much as, as you or other folks, but I feel like when you talk to folks, to villagers, they do usually give you something different. And I've had these different interactions where I started to lay out more Halloween decorations. And then one of my guys, I think it was, I think it was Keaton in, in both instances is this, uh, this Eagle guy, you know, a little, a little sure of himself, we'll say, and he's just walking around. And he's, <laughs> he's like, "I've noticed a lot more Halloween decorations. Does that mean Halloween's coming up?" And he kind of sounded a little sour about it. And I, I almost was like, "I'm gonna evict you if you're gonna have a problem <laughs> with Halloween." If only it was that easy. If only you could just be like, "You out of here." <laughs> yeah. Well, there should be a rule, right? Like, if you go yeah. against the, if you don't the like Halloween, holiday, yeah, then get out. <laughs> yeah, and then another one. He was talking to. I think he was talking to another villager and sometimes you can talk to them and they're having like a conversation and you just literally butt in, you just stand there. They do involve you. They don't like call you on it. But I think the other character was, uh, was talking to Keaton. Keaton was kind of getting all up in her, in her grill. And then he's like, ah, oh, stop Keaton explaining to me. And I have a screenshot of it actually happened. It was <laughs> uh, rather, rather funny. And I'm like, you know, maybe this guy's been causing trouble while I'm gone. And he thinks he's, I was out. So yeah. He thinks, he thinks he's, yeah. He's the boss now. Yeah. I better get it. Unofficial mayor. Yeah. Better get your Island under control there, Ryan. I feel, I feel like maybe I was gone too long and now <laughs> Keaton is running the place. So I'll have to, maybe I'll, maybe I'll put some, some some uh jack-o'-lanterns out front his front his house and maybe i can maybe we, can we egg people do i have any left from easter <laughs> just put a bunch of eggs out front of his house I'm like fine you don't like halloween why don't you just deal with this you punk i don't know <laughs> ryan justice <laughs> yeah or i could just like move his house into the middle of nowhere and be like fine you get your way you're you're living on top of the mountain you're the, yeah. uh, you're the, I don't know, you're Keaton. So you go up there and just don't bug anybody. Don't bug anybody is basically what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, Keaton, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but it's yeah, been a lot so, of fun. Uh, I, yeah, I've been enjoying it too. Now that I'm like back in and, and going in and doing stuff every day, I find that there aren't as many people as I, as we're playing, like, back when animal crossing was in its heyday in whatever like april may-ish but um that's the biggest thing i miss i think like is just like i'd log in and it's like you can't go anywhere and i'm like oh because i haven't really engaged with the game too much and i know that there's, there's like the dream things or whatever but i'm like i don't know how to get my friends like i guess my friends have codes or something for their islands that you can go visit in the dream state or whatever it was a really weird update i didn't quite understand but that's like the way you can go and visit your friends when they're offline, I guess, is you go and visit their dreams slash memories or whatever. <laughs> Creepy. And yeah, it's basically like a, a save state of their island. Um, so yeah, anyways, um, I haven't actually 
engaged with that content yet, but maybe that's what I should be doing is like posting my code places and being like, hey, if you guys want to come over, you can do it even when I'm not there. Because, I... uh, yeah, I don't see very many people online anymore. No, I mean, I know uh, Val's is playing and, and she was the one that actually told me that you can you can actually find a DIY um, kit for Halloween. And and I, I'm which is something I didn't know. Yeah, I thought so that they were. Yeah, it's I haven't found it yet. Um, And I was actually I'm going into the store and I will pay more attention. So, yeah, it's uh, I finally or you know what? Now, maybe I'm reading it wrong. I finally got a Halloween DIY yesterday. Maybe she just found a recipe. So again, mm. like this game, it's it, this is where you run into issues with games like this, where if there are less people playing, even in the larger sort of our internet community, not just, you know, our specific Discord channel, um, you run into these issues of like undocumented features that you have yeah. to discover and if you're not looking in the right place or subscribe to the right community, um, and right now it's like, do you really want to be putting your feelers out to different internet stuff? You kind of want to keep in your safe bubble. Um, <laughs> but uh, you don't know what this, you don't, you don't know what's out there. So I'm discovering things about the game uh, and, the, and these updates. I found a ghost. So a wisp, I think it was a wisp. And I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. And he breaks apart into five and then you have to go and find all his bits. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Was, so that's not Halloween. That's just that's the... just no, that's been in since the start, I think. Okay. So yeah, they... he just shows up some nights. Same as like the meteor shower. He's like a, a night a nighttime event, basically. Uh, see, that's really cool. So again, like this game, there's so much in it, and I'm playing it during these updates and I'm kind of chalking up this new stuff to to updates, but really it's it's just I haven't I, I haven't played as much as, as most folks. I could see if you're playing hundreds of hours of the game since launch, you probably have seen a majority of everything. But if you're kind of like jumping in and out, it's these updates have been really nice. And it makes me wonder. There's a lot in them. There is. Yeah, I think I think the crafting and the recipes, especially for holidays, you know, Easter was the first one that was like, OK, here's here's some Easter stuff. And you kind of get into the spirit, but it, it was too egg heavy, like. The yeah. not, not just the features but the the decorations but then you get into halloween and i think that's really where it starts to starts to shine and i think christmas is going to be another one that'll be really big but i wonder what nintendo will do once they hit the full calendar you know mm -hmm. are they going to do more free updates after that like i would yeah is easter next year going to be different somehow is it going to be flowers instead of eggs or yeah like what's that going to look like <laughs> yeah or do they wow it where it's it is what it is, but they add like a new flavor or a new topping every yeah, year. Yeah, like a new outfit around. or a new, yeah, some yeah. something new to work towards every year. I hope, you know, Nintendo's been really good at supporting their games ever since, well, the Switch, really. They've they've always had like a life cycle to their games, and, and they're very forward about it. I remember with Splatoon 2, they said like, we're going to do two years. And when that two years was up, they, they held their words like, this is the last major update. I think... Super Mario Maker 2 had a smaller tail in comparison to other games, but with Animal Crossing, like if they do 2 years, that would be really that would be that would give them an opportunity to do the calendar year once, give it its first go, then give that calendar year another, you know, second layer fresh coat of paint, and then maybe by that point they just ha they can put the game sort of on like a maintenance mode where they're introducing a couple new decorations and outfits and stuff, but I 
I can't wait to see what they do with it. Um, have you, the one thing that I'm trying, I'm struggling with this update is costumes. I really just want to run around in a costume all day. Like be that weird kid that wears, not weird, I shouldn't say weird, but you know, that, that kid just runs around in a Halloween costume all, all October. <laughs> yeah. Have you I found th- I'm running around. I'm a, I'm a skeleton with a top hat. Ah, see, okay. I, I have not gotten anything that's really jumped out at me as a Halloween costume. There has been like wizard. Well, I, th- and I mean, hats, it but... didn't, yeah, it didn't come out. Um, I've had the skeleton outfit for a while, I think, but mm. I've got like the skeleton, the mummy, the wizard, the what? I think I just got a sheep costume today. I don't know if that's new or not, but that was one of my villagers gave me a sheep costume. Uh, I think there's a, I have a thief costume. I have like a princess costume. Yeah, I have a, I have a lot that are quite costumey now. Okay, well, I got a... They've just been in my Able Sisters for, you know, over and over. Okay, well, I'll have to head in. I have been heading in every day kind of expecting greatness. And I think I I did find my first what felt like costumey piece. And it was power boots from Kick. So I'm like, maybe this leads to some cool like power armor that I can buy costume, which would be pretty rad. But I do have... um. A, a twirly mustache, some orange Whoa. wings. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like I'm festive. Oh yeah, I think I have a, I think I have a fairy costume too. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know what I, I actually, do, I don't want to look it up either. Like I know there are costumes. I know it was like kind of featured in the, the Halloween night type thing. So between now and actually Halloween, I'm hoping I can find something that I'm, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm wearing on Halloween when when we can do trick or treating. Because I've been slowly buying candy, like the worst store in existence. Like, yeah, only has one piece of candy every day. It's just like, what? (laughs) That's not even. I mean, I know we're on an island, but do they only bring in like four pieces of candy a day on on the shipment, or do they only have like a hundred pieces? And they're like, no, you can only buy one a day. It's like. I don't know. Do a lottery system. Let me buy as many as I want. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems artificial scarcity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And well, and I've read that uh, you need about 15 pieces of candy total on Halloween night. So you have to make sure that you're going in and buying like kind of every other day sort of thing. And what's the reasoning for needing 15? Is that just to give one piece to each villager for something? Um, you, you do need, uh, one piece for each villager and then they'll give you, um, I think they give you lollipops or something and, and something else. Like they'll give you like, um, holiday collectible things. Um, so I don't know if that's like more DIY recipes or ingredients for DIY recipes or what I'm not a hundred percent clear. Cause I didn't want to like spoil it too, too bad. I just wanted to make sure that I was doing everything I was supposed to do on like in the interim before the actual event. Um, so anyways, you give them to villagers and then there's like, um, pumpkin Jack or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, like the, the Halloween guy anyways. Um, once when, when the villagers give you lollipops, you turn the lollipops into him for, the like super special stuff so it's okay. a, this whole like yeah exchange thing <laughs> but, but on halloween though that seems odd to like that seems weird to to wait a whole month and then give him a bunch of lollipops and i was like here's the coolest halloween stuff that you have to use today 
and then maybe a couple days in November, but then you're going to feel weird and probably take it all down and wait for Christmas. But no uh, way, man. I am so excited. My island is just going to be Halloween all the way till Christmas. And then it's going to be Halloween and Christmas. And I'm just going to have a nightmare before Christmas Island. That's that's it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's that's what I've decided is that like everyone else seemed to have have their themes picked like months and months and months ago. And everyone knew exactly what they were doing with their island. And I was just like, I planted flowers everywhere because I just didn't even know. So I just made mine a rainbow island and it looks like crap. Uh, and yeah, then I was like, oh, I got Halloween event going into Christmas event. I'm going to do Nightmare Before Christmas and it's going to be glorious. So that's my plan. <laughs> you can have like Halloween on one side and Christmas on the other. Then in the middle I is could, like yeah. <laughs> no man's land Thanksgiving. And it's just I could a do like a I could turkey. do like a maze that you have to go through to try to Ooh. get from one side to the other. Yeah. Oh, do you, really, do you think... really piss off my visitors. <laughs> well, I was just about to say, like, do you think they could let you plant corn for November? Like for Thanksgiving? That doesn't make a lot of sense. but. <laughs> maybe you'll set up like turkey farms but then do animals kill turkeys i'm pretty sure turkeys yeah i don't are know animals how that works in as villagers <laughs> so like that's like it's the frog thing it's the frog problem right when you fish up the frog and they're like oh look a frog or maybe a new neighbor i hope uh that they're not mad at me <laughs> Ooh, see yeah they don't have yeah. any fish villagers so they yeah. and, or, or bug villagers it's all animals but frog that's but frogs that's yeah <laughs> or turtles well, and there are frog villagers right like mm-hmm. <laughs> that know. is a thing that's some dangerous territory that you're gonna start getting into yeah i was like they're making me ask too too many questions about my villagers and the things i put in my museum <laughs> yeah. yeah so well i mean i maybe maybe it'll be light on turkeys or they'll lean into it and it's like a turkey mascot and he's like gosh i really hope i get pardoned <laughs> but nope <laughs> Which is the thing no, they we're do every eat year. You. Om nom nom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's terrible. Well, Ryan, what? <laughs> they do that in the states. They pardon a turkey and then they don't eat it. Don't they let it go? Or wait, do they actually eat the pardoned turkey? I don't know. I never got that far. In whatever. the only thing that I know is that like, oh, was it Parks and Rec or The Office or something? I can't remember. (laughs) One of those. There was like, yeah, one of those style of shows that was like, oh, we need to pardon a turkey. But then it was like, now we've got a whole bunch of turkeys that what are we going to do with them? Yeah. It's probably a a Parks and Rec. It sounds very much like a... Oh, I had her name. And, and then, then it turned it. out that like, actually, the, the politician was just like, ah, just kill them. And they're like, what? Ah, no. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Might have been Mike Tyson Mysteries. That also could have been it. I don't know. What? Anyways, it's a... What is that? What do you mean, what? <gasps> you don't know about my... Oh, man. Okay, that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. Um, okay. They basically let Mike Tyson write a TV show, and it's just as crazy and ridiculous as you think it would be. They're basically like the Scooby-Doo gang, except for not effective what? <laughs> and the episodes are like 10 minutes long <laughs> is it a reality show no 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 it's a cartoon oh okay i've never heard of this <laughs> is it like yeah, an... mike it's on netflix mike tyson mysteries go look it up okay I anyways will. i will do that i'll make a note mike tyson mysteries okay yeah we're all good yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous anyways uh yeah so i'm i'm looking forward to the rest of the halloween update i'm glad that they're doing these free updates to animal crossing because it's it's nice to go in there every once in a while and honestly i feel like the reason that animal crossing is done so well and i've probably said this on the show before but it's just it's it's one 
pretty cute, pretty simple piece of the world that I can just lose myself in and control. And that is um, kind of priceless right now. So yeah, I'm I'm very much enjoying my time back in Animal Crossing, and I'm very thankful for all of these uh, all these free updates. It's it's been really good because um, something else that I tried this week that was free from Nintendo uh, is like the exact opposite of a Zen Animal Crossing experience. So I don't know if you guys have tried it yet. If you own Switches, you should just for the experience. But um, Super Mario Brothers 35 is out now, and this is the Battle Royale that they announced, uh, I guess, was it about a month ago now, I guess? Um, but it was when they announced uh, the uh, Super Mario, um, the remakes that were all bundled together, like all of the 35th anniversary stuff. One of those pieces was a free Super Mario Brothers 35 um, Battle Royale where... 35 players are all going through Super Mario Brothers and every enemy you kill, you send to another player and you can choose which player you target based on like most coins or uh, fastest time or um, I can't remember furthest level maybe is another option lowest or just or, totally random. Yeah, Sorry, like, lowest. No, you're right. It's random. Uh, highest coins, lowest time, and attackers. So anyone attacking you, you can attack them Ah, uh, you can attack them back. Okay. And then, so every little ghost enemy that you kill gives you more time on your timer, and every normal enemy that you kill is sent to somebody else's screen as a little ghost enemy. And this thing, at first I thought it was going to be so much fun. And it's like, part of it is fun, because I really like that Nintendo is giving us a new modern twist on their old titles, right? So they're they're taking the Super Mario platformer that we all know and love and have a ridiculous amount of muscle memory, which is what is so frustrating about this, this game version. But um, they're taking an old property, the, the Mario platformer, and they're putting a battle royale spin on it. Like, I love this. I would love to see them do like a Zelda auto battler or something, you know, like just take a new modern game type and mash it up with their with their old properties and their old stuff like that. That's just so cool to me. So I'm glad that they did this. But uh, I have not been able to win yet. I've done pretty good. I almost always come in the top 10, but it's so frustrating because, like I said, you like remember how to play the game and you have all that muscle memory and timing that you're then fighting against because you've got all these ghost enemies that can kill you just the same as all of the other enemies. It's just that the reward for killing them is different than the enemies that are natively in your level. And oh my God, Ryan, I was like tearing out my hair. This is so frustrating. <laughs> uh, it's so when I started playing it, I, I it was in the same boat in, in that you have to unlearn the very specific things you you that have been ingrained in you since you've bought Super Mario Brothers over and over again as a Nintendo fan. Yeah, I think I've bought it 18 times now. Yeah, so Nintendo has that money, so they're they're super happy to give you this one for free to basically undo everything they've they've had for the last uh, uh, 35 years. Um, and when you when you look at this game, so when you first start playing it, I think it is the random enemy placement from your 
from your attackers that does throw you off originally. But what I've found is uh, once first a you have to ignore everybody else that's playing. That's where you can kind of get in your head when you start to think of how many players are left. You just have to play this new version of Super Mario Brothers. And that new version is you got to always have a fire flower. So if you don't have a fire flower, you need to get a fire flower, however, however you can, because you're just going to spam the fire button and you need to take your time because you're always going to have, in my mind, as, as you go further in the game, you're always going to have enough time on your, on your side. You know, I think it maxes at about right, cause every Yeah. Every little ghost enemy you kill is more time on your clock. So you can, you can run out of time, which if mm-hmm. you just skip all of the bad guys, you will run out of time because you're not adding any more seconds to your clock. And so it, it is constantly ticking down. And that's why the fire flower really helps, because not only is it clearing enemies, it's taking out, it's actually adding to your clock. Now, when you kill an enemy with a fire flower, you're only getting one second added to your clock, as opposed to if you took them out individually by stomping on them and then maybe chaining, you'd get two, three, four seconds added. However, you're going to, once you know where all the stars are um, through playing over and over and over, um, <laughs> you, you can use those stars to basically keep your timer at 400 and also constantly um, sending enemies to your, to your attackers. And I think that's the key right there is like switching between the fire flower and the star and everything else is icing on the cake you know collect as many coins as you can because you're going to want to use that roulette in the top corner to yeah i didn't realize that that was a thing because they Mm -hmm. don't give you much of a tutorial they They basically just yeah they just throw you in and then they're like play super mario and i'm like okay and i'm like what is happening they don't even tell you what buttons to push so i think uh the first time that i played i couldn't figure out or like um where i the button i was pushing to sprint wasn't actually the sprint button and the first time that matt went to play because i said to him i was like okay you're amazing at video games (laughs) you're gonna just be number one just come sit down and try this and you know it'll be it'll be great you can you can try it and you can show me how it's done i want to see what happens when you win because literally guys my husband just wins at everything all the time in video games like it just is what it is yeah so i live that too so yeah like ryan can attest yeah ryan lived with him for years he knows so uh i yeah i sat him down on the couch and he couldn't find the jump button and just found the sprint button and sprinted right into the first little um the the little mushroom dude oh my god why am i goomba the first goomba yeah he just like face planted into the first goomba and i'm like this is the greatest thing that has happened (laughs) since i've known you like since i met you in 2015 like this is the this is the most glorious thing ever Yeah. Yeah. And you know yeah, what? You you great. are going to you are going to face plant into into enemies. I find when I was playing, especially as you get further and further, um and that's where ignoring everybody else and just paying attention to what's on your screen um isn't is key because you might get really good at using the fire flower to clear, clear everything in front of you. Um but pits. You're going to fall in pits, you're going to miss jumps. Um, I, I actually posted a couple videos where I actually went to jump, but had fire Mario and my fireball killed the thing I was going to use to jump up onto the next <laughs> platform. So, and those moments are like, that's you. 
that's all on on you as playing as Mario. That had nothing to do with you know the thirty five other people um, who are trying to are, mess with you. <laughs> yeah, and I would say that as you're going through the game, if you want, if you don't want to worry about who you're targeting, I find attackers is the best one because that one will allow you to actually maximize the amount of enemies i played a lot of this by the way over, since it, it launched. sounds like yeah i i, I really you got have, into like, it full-on strats i was like oh this is fun <laughs> and that's the thing is like it is fun and i know um we'll probably talk about it like it's limited availability but um if you do if you if you target attackers and as you get further along into sort of the mid game when there's like maybe 10 to 15 players left you might have multiple people attacking you so if you choose attackers you're going to actually send your enemies multiple copies across to various players. It doesn't distribute them evenly. From what I've seen, it it actually Mm. just, it sends them multiple copies out. So it actually maximizes your ability to to take the damage you're doing almost. Yeah, sort of. And and they do note if one of your guys took out a Mario, you'll see a little orange KO in in one of the squares that, that shows you that that was you that uh, took that person out. But um once you get to like top five and it starts to play the hurry up music that's when it's really key to just focus on like have your fire flower have your star and just keep playing keep surviving and as you get more and more ranks you're thinking like how can it get more and more difficult and i think where it gets to is like the higher rank you are the longer you're playing so the more variety of enemies that are being sent at you like um, oh yeah i was like i was going through the first level and had a flying fish and i was like mm, what yeah. <laughs> that caught me off guard or sometimes you'll be going through the level and then all of a sudden there's like the bowser boss like spitting flame at you and stuff and he's they're all like randomly placed depending on who killed what when so uh yeah it was uh it was definitely an experience and the one thing that i noticed that kind of struck me as kind of cool was that when this game came out like I was super young and the internet was not a thing the way that the internet is a thing now. So as I was, I decided after, after coming, you know, somewhere in like 15 to, I think my highest place finish was like eight, seven or eight, something like that. Um, and what I noticed is I spectated after I lost one of the, one of the higher games just to see how, how it was going to go. And they were hitting blocks that I didn't even realize like had stuff in it and like showing me all these secrets and things. And I was like, these are the original Mario levels, right? So this is all stuff that I could have known or like learned when I was playing the game originally, except that like figuring out cheats, like it didn't work like that you know like <laughs> you you couldn't just google it <laughs> yeah it was all discoverability so, right or, it was all or... di- yeah and so it was like stuff that like when i was originally playing through the game way way back in the day that i hadn't actually discovered that i was discovering now watching other watching other people like basically min max through mario and i was just like man this is so cool. It was just such a neat experience and something I wasn't expecting. So I was like, oh yeah, I know. I know this game. Like, yeah, turns out I did not know this game. <laughs> and I think that like where the stars are and where the, where the one up mushrooms are is key because those one up mushrooms essentially give you a free uh, roulette run. So they give you 20 coins and you know, you don't actually get a, a new life. So if you die, it would probably go forever. Yeah. Once you, you die, win. you're out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's a it's like you said it's really nice to see nintendo experimenting with 
some of their really classic, you know, uh, heralded games. Like, honestly, a Nintendo five years ago, you would not see them touch their classics in a way like this. Like, I think the Wii U really scared them. And then they kind of with this, they experimented with on the, on the Wii U with, with playing around with classics. They had like the NES remix thing and, and they had the Amiibo tap stuff. But I think with Switch, they've really, I mean, they've already, they've also been actually releasing like ROM hacks through their online service where you can, I don't know, go straight to a certain boss in Zelda with all your power-ups and it's like a save state that they give you. So they've really been trying to experiment and this being a limited experience, like Super Mario Bros. Brothers, sorry, 35 is supposed to go until end of March. And having played it for a week, I can kind of see that. Like, I think, I think this game kind of has a tail. Like after a while, it's going to get, it, there, there's no way to to kind of improve upon it while keeping it rooted to uh, to this classic Mario experience. I'm even yeah, getting... Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be quite a lot of people, too, that are going to play it and then walk away. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that it's only going to be around till March, maybe some of them will actually just play it till March and it'll keep, you know, queue times low and, and interest up and all that kind of stuff. And then when it's gone, it's gone. And I think that's kind of okay because I wouldn't like... This isn't the kind of game that I would load into... And then wait 20 minutes to play and then, you know, get kicked out or whatever. And then wait another 20 minutes for another lobby. Like, this was good. It was fast. The queue was pretty much instant. And, you know, that was great. Uh, But I wouldn't want to, like, it's not the type of game that is complicated or engaging enough to make a wait like that worth the play experience. So I think making it limited cuts down on that long queue time and makes it so that there's always a lobby available. And I think that's a really, really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and I want on the other side of the coin, I know Nintendo putting an artificial sort of deadline on this game and saying, Oh, we're going to take it. We're going to delist it at the end of next March. And I, I see the one side where it's like, yeah, make it limited, you know, keep people in and then and then cut it once they've they've had their fun, because there is a limit to how much you can do here. I've even found as I'm going through, I'm not seeing past world two. You know, I, I maybe been to world three once and, and that's because the game oddly loops you. So when you finish one four, it actually won't put you in two one. Sometimes it'll like it jumps around so much and I don't know. I don't honestly know what that is, like whether it's maybe when we're choosing our levels at the start and then it just randomly takes all those selections and just throws them in a pot and you pull one and it's like a magic hat type thing. Maybe that's why you see one one a lot because people are just hitting one one. Um, you got you get to choose a course. Again, they don't explain this stuff and, and again a quick Google. Yeah, no, there's could. no yeah, there's no tutorial. So if you are the kind of person that cares, then yeah, you should probably look it up ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. But it, it it doesn't really impact the core gameplay. But no, I, it doesn't. No, I think at the end of March, um, they are doing some special stuff right up until the end of March, where they're they are having. I think it's I don't know what they call it, but it's like a special. It's a special run. So they have the thirty five battle run, and then they have a special run which has like unique starting and unique sort of rules. So the first one was you start as Super Mario and you get twenty coins. And you start at one one, and and I think there are going to be variations on that each week. Um, but even at the end of March, just like you know, gray out the special option and just keep thirty five up there. And 
I think Nintendo needs to look at these, like look at Tetris 99 and look at Super Mario Brothers 35 as these options to say, hey, these are quirky, fun little things you can do for the five bucks a month it costs you to keep your Nintendo online going. Like it's all like Game Pass has said, it's all about the subscription. And Nintendo hasn't has been steadily adding NES and Super NES experiences, but there hasn't been a big drop since the Super NES. So they need they need to build that catalog up. So I'm I'm hoping that this is just one of those like it's gonna run for the for the duration of the celebration, but then at the end of it say, Well, we're not gonna keep it up, it's just gonna be there and you can kinda or sorry, we're not gonna like keep adding special things. You can still play it, you can still queue in, but don't expect sort of custom content. It's still the Super Mario three D thirty five battle thing, right? So mm-hmm. it's just it's odd to see them put a artificial sort of deadline on it when really this game just take out the stuff that requires you know upkeep as a free games as a service and just keep it as like a fun little experiment you know that would be i would say probably the best way to handle it it would be interesting to see if you know my um i guess fears are unfounded basically you know like i i would be interested to see if they could if they did it that way and just kind of rolled it into the nintendo online experience if they could get enough players to actually like make it work you know yeah (laughs) Uh, tetris 99 like i played that one because i was like oh let's jump into this one i hadn't played in a while it's been out a year it didn't have an artificial deadline on it but it cues 99 people within like a minute less than a minute so it's it's Mm -hmm. long enough where you don't even have time to you know, check your phone while you're waiting. You're you're usually yeah. in right away. So, and that's 99 players. I mean, that's Tetris. I think Tetris is infinitely more replayable than the first two worlds of Super Mario Brothers. But yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's it'll be nice to jump. For me, it's like it, it's nice to jump in, play a couple rounds. But it has that sort of battle royale feel where after two or three runs, I'm like, okay, I can't play the same levels of mario again and again and then god forbid make it past the top five and like literally it's just a war of attrition sending goombas at each other you know it's not (laughs) it takes forever to finish and then you just end up falling in a pit and be like oh well that sucks yeah yeah so i don't know it's fun um i don't know how long a run it's gonna have though so we'll see yeah uh, and then you also picked up the Super Mario Lego. So tell me about this, because this is a, a really kind of potentially cool experience. But it looks, I think, wasn't it like super expensive, like or at least more expensive than I would think that it should be? <laughs> well, the so, yeah, the starter kit. So, you know, like Lego, if you try to buy everything, it's it's expensive. Uh, yeah, I looked at this as I will buy the starter kit. Um, essentially what happened was Caden and I wasn't going to buy it because Caden and Abigail are still below sort of the the Lego age. Mm -hmm. Um, but Ashley brought out a Lego table she made for Caden when he was one. I'm like, well, he's not going to play with it. Worst case, maybe he'll bounce his head off it. So we put it away (laughs) and, uh, and we brought it out and they've been playing with Lego, just kind of building little things. And they're old enough where they're not you know, experimentally putting <laughs> Lego in their mouth. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, no one's swallowing anything, are yeah. they? <laughs> Although we have to keep Isabel away from it. But with yeah. so when I saw that, I was like, well, Caden and Abigail, they love Mario. 
I love buying Mario stuff. Uh, I wasn't going to buy it just to like have an $80. Well, I'll put the rest in a bag for later and I'll put the little digital Mario up on my shelf, which he does look really cool. But the, the starter kit, you is... know what I think, you know what I think I was thinking of when you said the, the Lego, I was thinking of the TV set oh. with the, with the console that you can build, like the old school looking, the NES with the old school TV yeah. thing. That's like the 2600 pieces or whatever that's what i was thinking that it was that, that you had i did bought. not buy okay that. no i bought the <laughs> and I, I was like i thought that was like stupid expensive <laughs> i the thing about that super that nes set is I, I again i love lego i think the reason i got away from lego is that i got into video games you know hardcore uh where i'm buying a new video game at least once a month and video games are expensive lego is super expensive and building it's fun but where do I put it that it's not going to collect dust? Yeah. Because <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> I'm not playing with it anymore. But with, with the Super Mario Lego set, I thought with the starter kit, which is $80 Canadian after taxes, which isn't isn't too bad for what you get. And I got to say, like, Lego has come so far since I've last played it. And maybe it's the interactiveness of these sets. But you download, there's no like paper manual, you download the app, it it allows you to go through step by step. So and like move everything around in 3d. So the kids are digging that. Um, They're like helping me put not only put it together, but navigate the app to kind of see the steps and stuff. So that was really cool to have that sort of interactivity in the building phase, because I really thought I would have to build this thing on my own. And then and then they may or may not play with it exactly uh but uh, you know like i said i was super surprised that this app is super detailed now i made the mistake of of hovering on the home screen too long and of course they take this opportunity to tell you like oh look at all these sets you can buy and uh (laughs) caden starts looking through them like oh i want i want the i want the bowser's castle it's like that one's like 150 bucks and i'm like ah we just use the sorry caden we use the uh oh it's sold out it's it's too popular (laughs) You know how many times he had asked us for like a mighty pup tower and it's like, yeah, it's sold out, buddy. See, look, it's sold out. We just find the one store where it's sold out. It's expensive. <laughs> I mean, you have, you have three other towers. How many towers does that rider guy need? Anyways, not get down that rabbit hole, but, um, yeah, so we played it and we, I was worried that I would like set everything up and I'd have to tell him like, you know, don't throw Lego Mario across the room or bash baby bowser so his head falls off you know abigail's a little aggressive but (laughs) caden uh caden gets it like he understands and he's moving through the courses i've actually gotten to the point where i can i can just sit there and watch him play and he's like he'll do the course and then he takes it apart and puts it back together because it comes with sort of platforms i'll say and like different kinds of platforms and then a bunch of connectors that are just the standard sort of lego thin pieces of various sort of lengths and they're all different colors so when mario's uh he's got a light sensor on the bottom so when he goes over green it's grass you know water he's swimming and then red is is lava so and it's instant feedback so as soon as he goes on something red he's he's uh he's not a happy camper he's complaining that he's on fire um (laughs) and uh you know it comes with a little cloud thing so you show him how to connect it together and he's like flying mario around and taking him around the whole sort of living room area and and he's just having a blast with it and and uh i'm i'm having fun too so he'll build a course and he says oh you know daddy you go through it now and i'm like navigating through it and it's very simple this is a kid's toy but from a from a nintendo fan perspective 
this is it the the lego versions of these characters in this world look really cool so when you know eventually he grows out of built building and playing with a super mario lego set which won't be for a while um i can take the strategic pieces like the goomba and the baby baby junior or baby bowser jr whatever the hell his name is and, and then <laughs> the put them up on the shelf. yeah baby jr <laughs> redundant bowser's not very good at naming things um you can put those those items up on a shelf and they'll look cool and you don't have to clutter it with like all the other stuff like you can set up your own little diorama which i think is what we talked about when they originally sort of announced this so yeah if this is the only lego sets we get based on these characters yeah you could buy the starter kit and have like a good representation of classic mario you have your mario you have your goomba you have a a bowser type character that you build the um towers and stuff and it looks like the original towers from the nes sort of like the 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 end castle and like the big castle and stuff so it's it's really neat um i don't think again like when you look at the the other courses and stuff i think we're going to add a couple to caden's like christmas list he wants to get he wants more but as I said to him, it's like, maybe we'll get, you know, ask Santa for one power up and one expansion set. I think we're going to get the the Mario house and which comes with Yoshi and then maybe uh, get okay. like the cat suit. So just to kind of expand it a bit, because he's already kind of building out his his levels and getting to this edge where it's like, well, I've already built this one. So I'm going to kind of take this piece and move it over here. But he's it's really interesting to see him experimenting with with the worlds because again for me with lego when i was a kid you built it you put it on a shelf sometimes you take it down you play with it i wasn't the type to you know take it tear it down build it back up you know it was always follow the manual put it together play with it a little bit that way but eventually it just looks cool on a shelf uh yeah we never kept our stuff together we had like a big bin that all it's like you would you would go and you would build it and then it was like all the blocks (laughs) just kind of go in the bin and yeah so that's then it became very hard to to build stuff again but like it was very much like a you now have a sandbox of whatever you want but most of the time i was like but i want to build the pirate ship i want to build the castle like (laughs) yeah see I, i would get one big set every christmas and then but that set was essentially like a diorama set so it was its own like it was the jungle one or it was the the castle one um and that was that was sort of like the you know the the big years for lego for me and then it kind of got into more of the advanced stuff with like the lego techniques and stuff but this is a a solid set and again like caden's you know he's only four and a half i think they recommend i don't know i have the box here i think it's like eight something but um I think at that level, like if they're starting to enjoy Lego, it's a really cool way to do inter- You've never played anything like this, like the digital Mario and the way he reacts to the different colors and the enemies, like he can jump on the Goomba, which will make a sound and, and teaching like numbers, like, okay, you got to hit baby, baby Bowser Jr. <laughs> Bowser Jr. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting hung up on that. Um, but Bowser Jr. You got to hit him five times to make him sort of uh, go away. So it's, it's really neat. I, I want to see what we can do by slowly building it out. I'm, this is not going to be the new Amiibo where I buy a bunch of sets. I'm, I told Ashley uh, we'll get one Three set. months from now. No, no, no. <laughs> do not mark this file and, and come back and say, see, Oh, Ryan. yeah, no. I, everyone is going to. <laughs> Good. We'll do that. Make sure you do it at least every couple of weeks when I've forgotten that I had this statement just to let me know not to buy more than one set. Like, 
the sets are cool, and, but like there's the big sets, which are you're adding a whole new world, which are 100 plus. And then there are the smaller expansion sets where they're adding like a like an offshoot. A character world. or two. Yeah. Yeah. And that could get expensive because those are like $40 Canadian each. And I mean, the challenges are cool, but I really just want to strategically like buy a couple because I, I don't want to have to cart this stuff around because I also don't want to leave it. I don't want it to go into the bin like your your Lego situation. <laughs> It, it sits in my office. It's in a baggie, um, like Will Ferrell from the Lego Movie. Like you have to ask to play with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably a good idea, just because your kids are so young. You don't want them choking on Lego if they try to play with it unsupervised. So it's exactly. probably wise yes. that you keep it. You know, until they're old enough to understand. You don't eat Lego, but yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm glad it's a it's a cool experience. And I mean, I'm sure getting absolutely everything would be super expensive, but it sounds like the starter kit is at least worth it for. And you said Caden's he's coming up on five, right? Yeah. So he'll be five in January. And, and I mean, yeah, I, I think I think he'll be he's excited to get a couple more sets. Like even the starter kit is a is really like it's cliche to say but it's a really good starting point and it gives you everything you need you could just have the starter kit and do better than i did in just making sure your kids don't see that there's more like kids <laughs> at that level where well both of them are in that if they see it and they know what's out there because we don't watch commercials you know we, yeah all the TVs, we netflix everything now right exactly so it's it's amazing but then you know sometimes the real world slips in and, and you get advertised to and uh, in this instance, it's there's just a lot of sold out Mario sets, and if uh, you know, it's, as far as he's concerned, they're sold out. But the less expensive ones might be available around Christmas. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. The other thing that's going to be available around Christmas is our extra life streams. It is time for extra life again. If you go to bitly slash TGI Extra Life 2020, you can support the team. Everybody is signed up there, and uh, we are going to be doing streams all the way through. Uh, we're going to do some spooky stuff in October. We're going to do our uh, regular game day. I'm actually going to be here for game day, which is very exciting. So we're going to do game day in November. We're going to do a couple more streams. And we're going to cap it all off with a Christmas stream in December. So if you guys are interested in supporting the cause, again, it is bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2020. And uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash the gamers in. We are still looking for our uh, October patrons. If you'd like to be thanked on every episode in October, do head on over to patreon.com slash the gamers in. That brings us to our news this week. We got a couple of stories for you. First of all, uh, Insomniac gave Spider-Man a makeover in the PS5 remaster, and he looks just like tom holland like it, it's almost it's it's like uncanny valley tom holland <laughs> yeah like which is always my problem when they try to make a character look too much like whether it's like the voice actor or like if they if they're trying to make them too much like even like sean ashmore in uh quantum break like there's a little bit of that when you're when you're super familiar with the face that they're trying to replicate sometimes in some expressions you're just like oh that that ain't right yeah. <laughs> and that's what the tom holland remake is giving me it's giving me really weird vibes yeah they, well they actually so they cast this guy named ben jordan and and this is really odd because i think for me in, in my experience with video games this feels like the first time we've seen uh they a remaster 
come out and they've completely recast a main character. Um, yeah. To me, that sounds like a, a lot of work would need to go into that uh, in in terms of replacing the way the way a character looks. But when you think about PS4 Spider-Man and what, you know, Peter Parker looked like, I don't know, but thinking back, and I don't want to sound, I don't want this to sound super rude, but I feel like his, his, uh, character model, um, didn't look as great as all the other character models that were in the game, whether it was just, it looked too far away from Spider-Man's we've known in other medium. It's, it's this issue you have where you're so used to the movie Spider-Man's, you know, the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, uh, you know, Tom Holland. And when they switched in the movies, it felt like they, it was a, it's very easy to tell, like these are different properties. These are different takes on the property. But then when you go over the games where the movies are so, you know, they're so prominent and you look at the the game, he looks so different from any Peter Parker that I've experienced in, in mass media that it almost looked too weird. But then you get to this one where you've got this, uh, it's Ben Jordan guy who looks very similar to Tom Holland, it kind of, it kind of breaks in the other way where it's like, Oh, it's, it's not Tom Holland. It looks like a, like kind of like Tom Holland. Plus he's, he looks way younger, even though they haven't really changed the age of the character, which was supposedly 23. I did not realize. Yeah, He looks way too. And I mean, I wasn't sure. I'm glad you said that because I wasn't sure if I was just getting super old and I was like, everybody below the age of 25 looks like they're 12. Like, <laughs> yeah. or like if I just cease to be able to tell the age of just people in general <laughs> that are that much younger than me. But uh, yeah, like I, I looked at him and I was like, wow, he looks like super like 16 teenager Spider-Man, not like, you know, been doing this for a few years, Spider-Man that I felt like we got in the original PS4 take. Yeah, the guy in the original PS4 game, you know, it's been a Spider-Man. He's a Spider-Man that's been doing what he's been doing for eight years. And again, having not read the comics, the comics very much, you know, state Spider-Man started, you know, uh, high school teenager. That was his uh, his core sort of value in that presented to the audience. He was the first teenage superhero. And in the movies, you don't get that, at least until Tom Holland came around. And even then, it's a 20-something-year-old playing uh, a 16-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in this instance, you the character model of the PS4 one, he looked like an older spy, older Peter Parker. Therefore, you, <laughs> you know, me being an older person was kind of like, yeah, he looks older. Therefore, he's got more experience. And even though it's going to be the same <laughs> voice and the, yeah. and the same, you know, sort of uh, mannerism, they're not changed. I don't think they record new lines. They've just, they've mapped it to a new face model. He just looks so much younger and it's going to be weird. It's probably going to be more close to the Spider-Man comic fans know in that, yeah, Spider-Man was young, but he has his shit together after like the first few years, right? We've never really experienced, experienced uh, young Spider-Man you know, or a young experienced Spider-Man of them. I'm, I'm losing myself here, but yeah, <laughs> essentially we've never experienced in, in the movies, like a younger version of Peter Parker where he knows what he's doing. It's always, if he's super young, he's kind of, he's, he's failing or he's, he's, uh, he's older or something. I don't know. It's just, he looks young. It's going to be weird for the first little bit, but I think it looks, he looks good. Like it looks great. It looks better than the old, you know, face model they had. Again, I think that might have just been 
the disconnect. Oh, poor old, old I know, face I'm not, model. Again, I'm not trying to make the old face <laughs> this model. This face like, is so much better. That old face model was terrible. Why? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, they put us in this weird position as we're talking about this news. It's like, yeah, we got a new face model. It's like, well, what? I can either shit on the new one or I can shit on the old one. Like, which, like, I can't. I think the <laughs> well, old face looking at good, them, but... just, yeah, no, like, I, I liked the old face because, like you said, it looked a little bit older, a little bit more experienced. And, uh, like, you can even just, like, looking at the the people who did the, the face modeling for the first one versus the remaster, like, they do look like there is a good 10 years age difference between, like, the two real-life people. And so, obviously, once you map those two different faces, like, there's going to be a big noticeable difference if the two people they're based off of also look like they're very, very different people. Like, one guy looks, like, 10 years older than the other guy. Whether they actually are or not, I don't know. But that age difference is is very apparent. So, I don't I mean... It was it was a choice that they made. I guess they thought that it matched the the voiceover or the the animation better. I guess I don't I don't know, but yeah, that I, happened. <laughs> and and the thing is, like on this show, we probably won't be able to experience it at least uh, right off the bat. Neither of us are getting a PS Five. This this uh, this face is exclusive to the PS Five. Uh, and <laughs> um, yeah, it's. It's just weird. I mean, usually when we get a remaster, we don't see this this level of change. But um, from what Insomniac is saying, like this is this is not this is good in the sense that it's going to help us when we go to make that next leap. And they already have made that next leap with uh, with Spider Man Miles Morales, where that work that can be done. And I mean, that's my question: if I can play Miles Morales on the PS4, is it going to be this guy's face or is it going to be the other guy's face? Like that's. I'm kind of, uh, this is Who where knows? it gets confused. No one knows. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll find out on November 12th. Am I getting PS4 face or am I getting PS5 face on the PS4? <laughs> this is, these generations are just getting more and more confusing. I don't know. So convoluted. I know. <laughs> Uh, well, we had we had some more news coming out of Blizzard this week. So uh, we basically had a giant delay. In, well, not giant. It could have been worse. Uh, well, I say it could have been worse, but we don't actually have a new release date yet. But anyways, all of that roundabout to say Shadowlands for World of Warcraft, their new expansion has been delayed. So originally we were supposed to get it on October 26th or 27th. It was a simultaneous worldwide release so it was the 26th in north america and the 27th over in uh, europe and uh basically now they've said that we are still getting the pre-expansion patch and changes those are coming on the 13th but then they're they're going to release shadowlands this year but we don't have a date they're they're pushing it back so um a lot of people myself included are kind of speculating like a, a late November, early December release, and then, you know, releasing the raid in the new year. And yeah, so overall, I mean, I, I gave all of my thoughts over on For Azeroth because this news actually broke right before we recorded last week, which was super lucky. It was like literally like 3.30 or 4 o'clock and we record at 5.30, like right when I finished work and I literally finished work and then I was like, wait, why is my phone exploding? Oh my God, they delayed Shadowlands. What is happening? That timing though. So a lot of my my thoughts are over on 4 Azeroth because we did a pretty deep dive into this topic. But Ryan, I'm going to throw it to you. What do you, what do you think about this? 
Yeah, I mean, as someone who has been sort of toying with the idea of uh, coming back to WoW for Shadowlands, and and usually do go back to WoW every expansion, it's just one of those games that I have to go back to whenever there's a major, whenever there's an option to give them money outside of a subscription. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, and I don't actively subscribe. I subscribe for when I'm playing new expansion content and jump out. Um, it being delayed, like late October sort of selfishly late october was going to be very busy and that right into november as well in terms of video games there's a lot coming out um i'm not getting new consoles but as we talked about with spider-man there is new content coming out in november so this game being delayed until you know late november early december that that kind of that works for me and i think it actually works for more classic sort of expansion releases because i remember pretty fondly like playing some of the earlier expansions when they came out around the December time frame. Uh, I feel like that's always a good time for an MMO to drop because, well, there's not a lot of games that come out in December and it's a yeah. good way to bridge that gap and, and have more free time as you're taking time off work for the holidays or school or whatever. But, uh, you know, from a, from a delayed game, like I'm surprised we haven't seen more games get delayed. Um, I mean, we've seen a lot of games get delayed, but we're seeing some games just come in and like they're hitting their dates, they're releasing on time and they're solid products. It's better that it, it be delayed and just be thankful that we're not like the cinema industry or the movie industry where they are straight up delaying finished products so that their delivery mechanism that makes them millions of dollars um, is, is Remains available. the same. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So with video games, it's nice that we know they're delaying it and they're working on it and they say they i think it's like content complete but they have to do some more testing or just finishing yeah, touches yeah so so basically uh the feedback from the community in terms of some of the end game systems in Shadowlands has not been positive and so they have built Shadowlands around one particular system/idea that they can't remove without basically the entire expansion self-destructing and the community doesn't like that core. And again, the community is the beta testers, but the thing is where it's an end game based system, those are the people who are doing like the heroic and mythic rating, pushing the high mythic plus keys, like the, the competitive PVPers, like all of those high end players those are a lot of the people that are going to be engaging with this system and who are also in the beta at this point in time. So there are uh, quite a lot of people currently interacting with it that would interact with it at a high level uh, come the actual release of the expansion, and they have not been kind in their criticisms. I think that a lot of the criticisms of the community are very fair, I don't think that WoW made the greatest of choices with the endgame systems in Shadowlands, but it does seem like they have essentially learned a lesson from BFA because a lot of the same criticisms were leveled against BFA in beta and they didn't listen. And then they spent the whole entire expansion trying to like patch and repair the broken parts of their Azerite systems and so they're learning with Shadowlands and it's all a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, return to to old kind of it's ready when it's ready Blizzard um, because they are saying like, OK, we're going to listen to your feedback. They've also been beta testing and alpha testing for a very, very, very long time, which is something they did not do in Battle for Azeroth. So they're learning their lessons from 
what a lot of people I think can are are saying is one of the worst, if not the worst expansion they've ever put out. Um, and so Shadowlands has a very low bar to clear, but I also think there's a lot of pressure on them because the game is so old now that if Shadowlands doesn't deliver, there's a lot of people that are going to leave and not come back. So they're, they're in a position where this was the best decision to make, I think, uh, regardless of, you know, like the patch cycle that we're in right now, the, the raid that we're doing, this is actually the longest patch ever in World of Warcraft's history. Um, and they're using that time. It seems like they're using the time effectively and they are pushing the release date back uh, in order to get a little bit more feedback and test some more systems. So I think it's the right call. I don't exactly know what they're going to do to address all of the um, kind of worries of the community, but... It's better than releasing it as it is and have it being broken the way that BFA was. So mm. I'm cautiously optimistic that they're taking their last few weeks of time and they're going to push us into even December. And then instead of releasing on the 26th of October, they get a whole nother month of development time and they're able to to test out some more stuff and make some tweaks and, and balance some things. Because, yeah, there were there are some kind of like flawed just design decisions that were made at the very core of this expansion. Like you get um, based on one, uh, whichever faction you choose, you get one ability. And I feel like we talked about this or maybe I've just been talking about it over on four Azeroth. I think we but... talked pre-show about it. Cause I've, I've been like, to me, Shadowlands is, is story content for the first right. uh, month or, or however long it takes me to finish or get max level and, and hit that, you need to get a bunch of raid gear and find a bunch of friends. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't have either of that. So yeah, <laughs> I'll just watch the YouTube yeah. video when people finish the raid. <laughs> you so know. basically um, there are four different factions that you can choose from in Shadowlands. And each of those factions comes with an ability based on the class that you are. So like priests get one and mages get one and hunters get one and paladins get one, which is all fine and dandy on the surface. Mm -hmm. But when you actually try to go and balance, it's like, it's been fairly easy for them to balance the abilities of classes that only play one role. So mages, mages damage. That's all they do. But then if you look at like paladins or priests, like priests have two healing specs and one damage spec and paladins have one of each. They have a tank, a healer and a damage dealer trying to make one button that doesn't change based on your spec, like just one ability that works just as well for a tank as it does for a healer, as it does for a damage dealer is extraordinarily difficult to balance so and then they have to do that for the paladins in each of the four factions you can choose so it's just been a very very difficult balancing and design challenge that they haven't really lived up to yet so hopefully the extra month lets them kind of iron out some of those issues because you probably ryan won't notice but me, I probably will as I do PvP stuff, as I do heroic raiding and, you know, like engage with the game in an end game space for the vast majority. Like it takes me like usually 36 hours to level a character, maybe that, maybe less, like not like 36 hours like of game time, like expansion launches and 36 hours later, I'll have a max level character. So 
I play, except for the first day and a half, I basically am engaging with the end game systems. Whereas you will take four to six weeks and poke at it here and there for half an hour, an hour at a time, do a quest like a uh, quest chain and then log out, whatever. Like I don't, I don't play like that anymore. So it's going to be a very different experience for me than it is to you. And it sounds like your content's ready. Mm. It sounds like they've got the story. They've got the quests, you know, there's still some bugs, but you know, they know what they're doing story wise. So they could release it tomorrow for you and it'd be great. But for me, it's not going to be the greatest expansion as it stands right now. So they've made the decision to delay it. So I think it's the right choice. Yeah, no, definitely. It's always uh, it's always good to delay a game if it, if it needs it. Right. So that's it's this yeah. is this is good. This this definitely needed it. So, yeah. And then uh, so finally tonight, uh, Minecraft is coming to Super Smash Brothers. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, I, I might actually play more Minecraft, but in Smash. So, you know, Smash Brothers is on its second pass of DLC characters. Uh, so they had their first one, which was six characters, and they added a lot of, you know, fan you know, requests, as well as some, you know, more uh, niche fighters. But then with the second pass, they've, you know, they had one where it was, uh, it was Min Min, I think, from ARMS, which was that weird ARMS game on the Switch. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, a little second life with Smash. I mean, it's a good fit because there's a fighting game and this is a fighting game. But then, you know, Minecraft was this, was this, these characters that have been rumored to be being added to Smash. They're on every like leak list for smash and i'm sure from what i've been able to see like this has been five years in the making like originally they pitched it to sakurai as like what, what about minecraft what about steve and alex evidently they're they've named some of these characters i think you know, steve's the guy and, and alex is the uh the girl so they are being added to smash as well as a couple others i think it's like a slender man looking guy <laughs> and then oh god <laughs> i don't know what the other one i think Oh, a zombie um, is also being added. Uh, so they're just basically skins. So every character has a has a bunch of different cosmetic looks. But from what I can tell, you build you your character at Steve or Alex or whatever builds Minecraft stuff, like builds blocks and can mine and build stuff. And all the all the powers that they use are based on some of the stuff you can do in Minecraft, like setting up mine uh, mine tracks. Um, doing the dynamite thing and this appears to be probably one of the more complex dlc fighters they've added which just goes to show that nintendo has been very generous with their dlc for this game in that five dollars or six dollars a fighter is incredibly inexpensive when you look at what you're getting like not only are you getting a character you're getting a whole new stage a bunch of music being added some are being some of the music's being remixed a bunch of costumes so they really go all out when they add these characters and it's it's really worth the value like jumping in to get the pass even though all the characters aren't there i think it's like 40 dollars american or canadian rather and you get you're going to get six characters around and two of them are already two of them will be out as of the 13th of October that's when the Minecraft stuff is hitting so it's mm. i don't i've watched the videos there's there's a deep dive there's a 30 minute deep dive there's the 3 minute announcement i i don't like Minecraft i don't really understand what is going on um so <laughs> I, I need to play the character i haven't you know picked up the fighter's pass volume two yet but i think i will now that they have two characters out for it and i'll check this out because again it it just looks to 
it looks to like change up the whole formula of smash in adding this this new layer like i almost wonder is steve and alex gonna be like the new pokeballs like oh let's or no items match like okay no items no steve you know it's like (laughs) they're just adding so much with the ability to kind of build structures in in the game it looks like you can build like literally build houses and stuff that then you know, change not only the Minecraft level, but all levels. That's what they said. This this is a, such a complex undertaking because they had to make box building work on every level, not just the Minecraft yeah. level. So this is, <laughs> this is insane, but only Nintendo would do this. And I just love seeing Microsoft also reaching out and being like, you know, let's do Banjo-Kazooie, let's do Minecraft. So this is, it's really cool to see Nintendo playing ball with, you know, they're essentially their competitors, except for Sony. Sony seems to be the new Nintendo. They're they're the walled garden now. Whereas Nintendo's mm. like, yeah, come on over, let's play Smash. So it's, it's really <laughs> nice to see. I just pictured like a Switch with like Gumby kind of like arms and legs with like yeah. comically big white glove hands, like just being like, ah, come on over, like come play well like minecraft like i oh my god that was such a weird image in my head <laughs> thanks oh, for that ryan well we've been going thanks long that. so it's bound to happen you know yeah <laughs> well if you guys had super fun images in your head of nintendo telling everyone to come on over and play minecraft do share them in our discord you can go to bit.ly slash tgi discord to do that and join the conversation with other people who love the show and love video games or you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com you can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Plays. Brian is Nar Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. Thanks for staying at The Gamers In. And remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>